Chapter Ten of Stories of the Royal Humane Society by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A long swim. Antigua, one of the Leeward Islands, is noted for the number and excellence of its harbours, the chief of which is called English Harbour. Here, in eighteen thirty-eight, HMS seringapatam was lying at anchor and one august afternoon a number of her officers decided to take a cruise in the pinnace and everything seemed to promise them a pleasant excursion favoured by a gentle breeze they sailed to falmouth bay about two miles distant and after spending a short time there set out to return to the ship by this time the wind had fallen and the pinnace lay as idle as a painted ship upon a painted ocean forgetful of the changes which are so common in tropical latitudes the sailors took no precautions against a sudden squall and the result was that before they knew exactly what had happened they found themselves in the water fortunately the boat went over so gradually that everyone had time to creep to windward and seat himself on the gunwale strange to say not one of the party had a knife so that it was quite impossible to cut away the rigging and right the boat the sails however being set protected them in some measure from the breaking of the sea their position was one of extreme peril not a sail was in sight they were fully two miles from the shore and the current would soon drift them farther out to sea a storm might arise and wash them off the wreck more terrible than all else they were in waters infested by sharks and if attacked by these their fate was sealed for the boat's gunwale was only six inches above water in silent despair they awaited the end suddenly a young midshipman named smith declared his intention of swimming ashore his companions looked at him in alarm had the prospect of a lingering death turned his brain was the thought that passed through their minds the very mention of such a thing was a sign of madness two miles was a long distance to swim in any case but especially where there was every likelihood of being attacked by sharks in reply to the remonstrances of his comrades smith said it's our only chance i'll take the risk and if one of you will accompany me i think i can manage it well replied palmer another midshipman i'm not much of a swimmer but it's in a good cause and i'll go with you as far as i can braver words than these have seldom been spoken even by an englishman without further delay jackets and shoes were thrown off and the two noble fellows bidding farewell to their comrades struck out for the shore smith was the stronger of the two but what palmer lacked in strength 
he made up for in pluck as smith swam along he felt something strike his legs and looking down through the clear water he saw to his horror two enormous sharks swimming past it was indeed fortunate that they had not noticed the two youths a circumstance which is accounted for by the fact that they did not strip with marvellous presence of mind smith kept the knowledge to himself for fear that the near presence of their dreaded enemy might completely unnerve his already exhausted friend half the distance had been covered when palmer exclaimed go on smith i'm quite used up never replied the plucky middy rest on me for a minute but don't cease striking out as soon as palmer seemed to have regained his strength they again made for the shore but they had not gone far when he once more urged smith to go on without him all this time the sharks were distinctly visible and smith fearing that if they did not keep their limbs moving the monsters would attack them again urged his companion to cheer up and keep striking out while he supported him nerved by the thought of his shipmate's danger on the wreck palmer summoned all his strength for another effort but the shore was yet a long way off and more than once he felt faint and weary and would have given up but for smith who cheered him on and by his hopeful manner infused fresh energy into his stiffening limbs at last after a swim of two hours smith touched the bottom and with a joyful shout seized his companion by the hand and dragged him through the shallow water on to the beach thoroughly exhausted palmer fell on the sand where he lay for some time unable to move meanwhile smith was running hither and thither spreading the alarm and soon all the inhabitants of the nearest village men women and children flocked to the beach two boats were manned with as little delay as possible and launched to the rescue a messenger was also sent to the ship with the news of the disaster darkness came on very rapidly and to add to the difficulty of the search a terrible storm broke over them the rain fell in torrents sharp and vivid flashes of lightning burst through the thick black clouds and the white-topped waves looked hideous in the gloom the boats took different directions but hour after hour passed and no sign of the wreck was perceived hope gave place to fear and fear to despondency still the searchers persevered this way and that they rowed but no answering shout replied to their calls and they were ready to mourn their comrades as dead meanwhile several boats had been sent out from the seringapatam one of which under the command of the gunner fell in with the boat in charge of smith following the drift of the current they proceeded for some distance and in a short time sighted the wreck 
six miles from the spot where the accident had happened with anxious hearts they rode towards it their ringing cheer was feebly responded to as they got alongside where are the others asked smith for of the nine he had left only five remained trying to swim ashore was the brief reply fortunately they had only been gone five minutes but in a sea infested with sharks a great deal may happen in even a less period of time pulling therefore with all speed in the direction indicated smith found the four men each of whom was lashed to an oar endeavouring to make their way to the shore when the last man was rescued it was past nine o'clock making it nearly five hours that the poor fellows had clung to the boat during the storm their sufferings had been terrible for they expected to be washed off every moment to complete the horror of their situation a large shark appeared on the scene and watched their every movement ready at the first chance to make them his prey as time went on they concluded that smith and palmer had perished and when they knew that their rescue had been effected solely by the gallantry of the two midshipmen their delight knew no bounds a few months later the whole ship's company was mustered on the main deck of the seringa patam and captain leith calling the two midshipmen forward presented each of them with the silver medal of the royal humane society about ten years afterwards the heroic smith was a lieutenant on board h m s endymion while the ship was lying at anchor off vera cruz the second mate slipped from the gangway and fell into the sea in his descent he struck his head against the ship's side instantly the cry a man overboard was raised and lieutenant smith and several other officers rushed on deck the night was very dark and at first nothing could be seen but at length something white was noticed floating some distance from the vessel smith dived and swam in the direction of the object which when he reached it he found to be the missing man quite motionless on the water smith at once raised his head and supported him in his arms until a boat came and picked them up as they approached the ship the sailors crowded the rigging and in the excitement of the moment another man fell into the water not knowing if he could swim smith instantly plunged to his assistance but found on reaching him that he was perfectly able to take care of himself for this second display of gallantry lieutenant smith received a second silver medal from the royal humane society End of chapter ten